I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been anticipated for days, but Aretha Franklin has died at the age of 76. We will go all Aretha Franklin music the rest of the show. And, Michael, you got to bring me the old great stuff. Man, I've been watching some of the media coverage of this. Don't play me Aretha Franklin singing to President Obama three years ago. I mean, that was fine. Right. I want to hear the why she's a legend stuff from the 60s. Including this one. Which is a, a great statement of... You know, not only an incredible groove and a mind-blowing vocal, but women deserving respect, equality, etc. So if you're it's not, a brave statement you could dance to. If you're not into Aretha Franklin, do a deep dive. I mean, this is this oh, yeah. is this is fine. It's great. It's oh, yeah. fantastic. I've heard it ten thousand times. It's still great. But do a deep dive on the, the 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 hits that you've never heard from back in the day. Freaking awesome, including I want to hear this at some point, Michael. The one she did with Eric Clapton, which I'd never heard in my life until I read about it in Eric Clapton's biography, he can claim or autobiography claims it's his best guitar playing ever. Aretha Franklin, "Good to Me as I Am to You," which I'd never heard before. Awesome wow. freaking song! Wow, find it at all costs. But uh, yeah, so we'll play Aretha Franklin music all morning long. Yeah. Hey, Sean, what's my new thing? You just saw it in the hallway. You're a thumbs up guy, giving people the thumbs up in the hallway. Yeah, right. It's gonna I like be my it. new thing. It's positive, huh? Hey, everybody, thumbs up. During these uh, troubled times with Trump and all, I, I like it. Yeah. It's good. Do you ever go double at the same time? I usually have a coffee cup in my hand. Okay. 
Just a question to everybody else, not Jack. How much do you think the lavender shirt plays into the whole kind of positive vibe thing? Because he usually doesn't wear a lavender shirt. I don't usually. He's, it seems much more lively today than normal. And and kind of vulnerable and just a little effeminate. So the thumbs up <laughs> yeah. sounds, I don't know. I think it all fits together. Much more approachable. Try it tomorrow with your usual plaid farmer's shirt. Yeah. We'll see how we like it. I have a meeting with a professional today, so I shaved and wore a real shirt. So. <laughs> mm. So they can assume that my check will clear when I pay them at the end of the uh, the get together. I hear you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking about timing shaves so that I don't appear to be a homeless man when I meet with a certain yeah, professional yeah, in a yeah. couple of days' time. It makes a difference. Yeah. It's funny. I was talking to my kids about that yesterday. Um, we saw a sketchy person ooching around our bikes and kept a look on them. Sketchy oochers. And Damn it. Uh, and uh, we were talking about it, and one of them said, well, you might not, you might just look that way. You might not be sketchy. And I said, well, that could very well be true. But uh, it's a good thing to remember that if you look sketchy, people are going to think you might be sketchy. So mm-hmm. you got to think about that when you dress, shave, whatever. Right. And I often look sketchy. But Well, speaking of sketchy, the uh, absolutely horrific new revelations in the uh, various archdioceses of Pennsylvania about uh, priests raping children over and over again, targeting for rape. Uh, giving them special gold tr- crosses so they could be identified by other rapey priests as great victims. Uh, all of this covered up by the hires up in the church. And uh, the the shocking similarity to so many other reports from so many other states and dioceses and countries all over the earth. How about, I think it was four priests that, that had a, a kid they would strip naked and have him pose, you know, with his arms spread out like Jesus on the yeah, cross yeah. and take pictures of him. How twisted are those freaking MFers in how many different ways? And then take pictures and share it with their pedophile friends. Right. I mean, those those people need to be locked up for effing ever. Well, we could spend the rest of the segment documenting the sick, sick examples there. Um, but we wanted to get to some of the reaction from y'alls. Uh, which has been very interesting and, and, and very reasonable and intelligent. We appreciate it. Uh, sometimes I'm distracted by the halfwits and trolls who write in their stupidities to us yeah. and forget that, you know, a lot of y'all are, are really people that I'm kind of sort of proud to be talking to and, and uh, quoting right now. Uh, first of all, this note from Rita, lifelong Catholic, who uh, agrees with um, most of what we said. Source of shame for the uh, religion, deep sadness, concern for the victims, uh, anger, disgust, et cetera, et cetera. It's quite well written, but I want to get to a bunch of emails. So while listening today, whenever I hear the well-placed outrage and anger over what's happened, I always want to make a couple of statements. These crimes we're hearing about were committed years and years ago, not making excuses or asking for anything. Uh, certainly no concern for the criminals, etc. I do want to say, though, that the Catholic Church has put in place in recent years very strict screening procedures and protocols for laity and potential as well as current clergy when it comes to interacting, uh, interaction with children. I would hope. Um, I'm not I, naive enough to believe that no wrongdoing will ever be done by any church member or clergy in the future, but the chances are much lower. There actually is a current scandal going on in a California uh, diocese that I want to talk about in a little while longer. I, you know, um, I'm sorry. I, I understand exactly what she's saying. Mm-hmm. But you still got a guy named in this report who's the top guy in Washington, D.C. Right. I mean, as long as that's continuing, I can't go there. Sorry, I can only assume, to me, you're a bad parent if you would ever even think of leaving your kid alone with a priest. As long as that guy's in Washington, D.C., and there yeah. are many other examples. Right. Because that means they're not serious about it. Uh, I would tend to agree. Got a number of uh, responses like this one. Ron, 
I'm a pastor. The Bible said that the Catholic Church's so-called first pope, the Apostle Peter, had a wife. It's in Matthew 8, 14. So why not as disciples, bishops, and priests? God wants priests to be married so as not to harm children. Yeah. It's one man's opinion. Yeah. To, to how much that plays a role in it, I think it plays some role. But like I said yesterday, look at the, the, the molestation factory that was Penn State or U.S. Swimming or... Or gymnastics, and that wasn't because of some church ideology. Right, that's true. Although, one more on that thought. Ted uh, quotes uh, the book of Timothy, First Timothy, um, about how if you want to be a, a bishop, you, you've got to be of unreproachable character, etc., um, and then he points out, and, and the, you know, if you study the ancient church, there's stuff you just, it's horrifying. But the Catholic Church implemented the requirement that priests not marry after priests were leaving church property to their widows. It is not based on biblical requirements. I don't know the veracity of that claim, but that sounds like something the old-timey church might have done because it was a greed head operation that was all about wealth and political power. Has the Pope still not said anything about this report that came out? I haven't heard him say anything. I mean, I, I'm not aware of any statements. Today's show says silence from the Vatican. I think that's still true, which is just, how do you excuse that? Well, because there are so many of them. Maybe the Pope's thinking, yeah, I know, Ireland, uh, Chile lately, like 30 different states, I know. As long as he's been in the Catholic Church, me. it's almost impossible that he doesn't know somebody that has uh, raped children. It'd be almost impossible. Uh, I would agree. I think it is impossible. Uh, or c- certainly covered up for child rapists. Mm-hmm. Here's Dave in beautiful Kent, Washington. A couple of things about the scumbag priests. First, they obviously don't believe their own canon about the afterlife or even the omniscience of God. Boy, that's a pretty good point. Second, if they're wrong, I like to think they'll discover a special place in hell reserved especially for them. Well, that's a good Would point. Would that it were. Not only do you have the weird, all the weird sexual stuff, you obviously don't believe what you're saying or, or well, obvious, the obvious result. Or you're such a slave to your desires that you're ignoring it, but then you'd think you'd throw yourself on your, your knees and beg forgiveness and, and help mm-hmm. and counseling or whatever. But um, Angie writes Mark in San Francisco, it'd be worth mentioning that besides the direct victim of the bad priest behavior, the possible long-term harm caused to the Catholic Church itself and to the millions and millions of normal, decent, devout Catholics and the pain and suffering it causes them through no fault of their own. Um, and he points out, uh, he, he you know grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school, and there's never so much as a rumor of such disgusting behavior, let alone the reality. I've no doubt it happens in some places, but let's not forget all the places and churches and priests where no such crimes ever take place. It's all very sad, even for a lapsed Catholic like me. Um, don't smear all priests. I'm not saying you are, but I'm afraid some people will do just that. Of course they will, Mark. I think at this point you need to err towards smearing all priests rather than away from it. It just makes sense to me. I know what you're saying. There has to be a universal show of shame, contrition, and commitment to... For a long time. Ain't fair to the people that aren't, you know, doing this. Ain't fair, but that's, you know, that's going to be the result. There, and again, I'm not trying to be mysterious, but we need to finish this up because we have a guest we need to get to next segment. But there is right now a cover-up of a sex scandal in a Catholic archdiocese um, that is inexcusable. What? For the reasons that are universal, they're protecting the bureaucracy. Again, where's this guy in Washington, D.C.? He's still in his job and hasn't said anything. That's all I need to know about this. And a recent fag from Nevada points out, um, the Catholic Church is a good old boy network in the sense that men are in charge. The Pope, cardinals, bishops, and priests, 
Women get to clean the altar and serve as nuns, but men have all the power, et cetera, et cetera. Minimal, if any, accountability. Um, I want to talk more about this later because yeah. we got more correspondents that are pretty interesting. Aretha Franklin uh, just died. I had never heard this song, and I'm a pretty big Aretha fan. I'm guessing you've never heard this song, and it's freaking unbelievable. So I'm saying do a deep dive on Aretha today. Not just the hits you've heard over let and over. It, let it jam for a Michael. as I am to you with Eric Clapton playing the guitar behind her. Cool song. Wow. Um, we got a lot more good stuff on the way. Our text line 415-295-KFTC. What are these security clearances all about? Who gets them? How do you lose them? We're going to learn that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. Music on her show. I'll have to rewrite that. I'm not bailing you out of this one. Um, she did not have a security clearance either. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! As far as we know, so uh, Trump canceled a bunch of security clearances with people. It's unprecedented, and we're trying to figure out what that even means. It was it was surprising to me. I mean, the explanation since then has made sense to me, but I didn't know when you left the NSA, CIA, whatever, you got to keep your full on security clearance afterwards it was news to me well i think this is actually an embarrassing delay in getting to screaming at each other about trump without the slightest idea what we're talking about but brad garrett of abc news a crime and terrorism analyst actually knows what he's talking about and so let's find out about security clearances and the people who use them brad welcome how are you very good thank you it's been a while since we've talked it's a pleasure to to welcome you back so uh, people who leave uh, the intelligence services who have security clearances keep them in most cases? How does that work? If there's a need to keep them. For example, when you leave the government, and let's say you go to another government agency or you go to a private company that requires a clearance to do the job. You know, Obviously, there's a lot of DOD and national security jobs in the private sector. So you keep your clearance to work in those environments. In my case, I left the government, had a lot of clearances, and they just disappeared because I never went to work into a classified environment. So that's typically what happens. So when you say disappeared, they just uh, ran out, expired, of, expired, and you didn't renew them? Expi- yeah, right. Well, I couldn't renew them because I didn't have a justification. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But, but yes, you can't. In other words, if I tomorrow got a job at Company X that required, they then would have to basically get me a new clearance. I'd have to go back to the government, and they're kind of expensive, but the point being, you can they can be reactivated is a short answer. So in the case of Brennan, and I just learned this last night, I'm trying to, because I was picturing, so you have these security clearances, and you can show up to 
some building in Washington, D.C. and walk down in the basement and look at all the secret info of the United States because you have this clearance. But it doesn't work that way. You have to be invited in. Is that the way it works? Well, yes. Just because you have the clearance, the level of clearance that would allow you to look at X doesn't mean you can look at X. It's, it, there's a thing called need to know. And, for example, if you are someone like a retired or former CIA director, you keep your clearances, and we can talk in a minute about why they keep them. But the point being, no, you could, you could go to a building and say, I want to see X, but you'd have to show justification, and somebody else would have to say, yeah, let him or her look at this because you know, they're part of it or whatever the answer. But clearly there has to be need to know is a short answer. But some people, somebody in Trump's uh, administration, people that the Trump administration hired, would have to invite in these uh, former people. Well, yes, here's what happens. <clears throat> I think this may help. That people like Brennan, Clapper, etc., keep their clearances for two reasons. One is that because they have such a wealth of knowledge. We're talking 30, 40, in Clapper's case, 50 years of national security intelligence work. That can become invaluable after you've left for people currently working on projects you started, projects you were part of, and just your insight into how things are working or not working. So that's one reason they keep them. The other is what I've already mentioned is that the private sector will hire them in the classified positions to oversee projects for the government through, you know, company X. Right, right. Uh, do we have any uh, knowledge that uh, Mr. Brennan, uh, John Brennan, former head of the CIA, for folks not hip to this stuff, um, that he was using his security clearance in any way? I, I don't know. I, I'm going to presume, this is a big presumption on my part, that over the months since he's left the CIA, which is like, what, a year and a half plus ago, uh, that people there would come back to him because he spent most of his career in the CIA. And so his – I'm just sharing this with you. He, he has a unique sort of experience base. And if I were working on certain projects inside the CIA, I might call him and say, John, I've got this issue, and then he'd have to come in uh, or they'd have to go to some sort of classified setting and have a conversation about X. Where Omarosa is so, sitting with her phone recording the conversation. Oh, my. <laughs> well, there, well, there, there is that, yes. Uh, Brad Garrett is ABC News crime and terrorism analyst. Uh, okay, anything else you think it's important to know as uh, people are shouting at each other uh, over this stuff? Well, I, it's important to, to think about if you are now going to start pulling security clearance of people who haven't violated the security clearance. In other words, people get their, their, their clearance revoked because they shared information they mishandled information. They talked about it on television, you know, in an, in, in an unclassified environment. And I haven't heard anybody say that Mr. Brennan violated any of the above. So then you have to look at what's the motive in firing him. Sure. Well, the, the president has the, the power and the right to do this, but nobody's ever done it before as, as from what, what I've heard on the cable news channels, including George Bush during the, the run-up and aftermath of the Iraq war when he was getting a fair amount of criticism from various past people. They didn't pull anybody's security clearance. Right. And I, I, I do... Think, yes. 
Well, I was going to say, I, I appreciate right. the point that you don't get your driver's license yanked for failing to make your house payment, for oh, instance. Although I don't recall anybody in the, you know, in the during the whole Iraq thing. You know, it was a different time. It's hard to remember the pre-Trump world where people <laughs> where people didn't talk the way they talk. But people there weren't there weren't former CIA directors on TV saying the the president had been a traitor to his country or anything either. So true, that is correct. Yeah, interesting times we're living in. Brad Garrett of ABC News. Brad, we appreciate the perspective very much. Thanks. Okay, guys, take care. Good to talk to you. I mean, I, I don't remember specifically, but it would stand out, I think, if you had a former CIA director, former NSA, whoever, after the Iraq war that was on cable news saying he's he he's knowingly working with the Saudis and he's a traitor to his country. There were people on cable news saying, I don't think this was a good idea. I don't think this helps the United States. Right. You know, that level of criticism. The word treasonous. I mean, that's out of control. Brennan because has become a partisan hack. Because it is profitable work. The, you're saying On the, the other hand... You're saying the president should go to jail forever, maybe be executed. Exactly. Yeah. On the other hand, pulling his security clearance as some sort of vengeance is just silly. I stick with my original description. The whole thing is a carnival of stupid. And I just... I refuse... Let me take my pulse. No, it's exactly at its resting rate. I refuse (laughs) to get my pulse raised over these daily tennis matches of stupidity. My pulse is its normal 105 beats a minute, but uh, because that's my resting rate because of lack of exercise. Wow. Um, Nah, Reese is singing. I'll save my thought for another time. Anything from the Lady Soul album will work, too, Michael. Aretha Franklin has passed. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we're going to remember the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, once again. We've got former CIA director John Brennan firing back on President Trump this morning and weed killer in your cereal stories <laughs> oh, coming up. Well, I don't want weeds in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. I don't want weed killer in my cereal. You don't? Dang it. Yep. I'll stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm trying to eat better, mostly just avoid sugar. But you tell me if you could do this or even you should do this. Hmm. My wife made a peach pie. No! A homemade peach pie with peaches from our orchard. No! Fresh, pulled no! off the tree. No! And I mean, you can't not eat that. No. No, it would be bizarre. It would be cruel. It would be uh, indefensible if you didn't eat some of it. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, I need that right now. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. You know, I can think of one place you could bring it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the Queen of Soul has passed. R-E-S-B-C-T, find out what it means to me. Aretha Franklin, who sang with matchless style on classics like Think, I Say a Little Prayer, her signature song, of course, Respect, and pretty much stood as a cultural icon around the globe, has died at age 76. She had pancreatic cancer. She was at home with her family when she died this morning. Her family putting out a statement saying, in part, we have been deeply touched by the incredible outpouring of love and support we have received from close friends, supporters, and fans all around the world. We have felt your love for Aretha, and it brings us comfort to know her legacy will live on. So, uh, you know, to echo something Jack was talking about a little earlier, if you're the sort of person who just wants to play the handful of hits and sing along with them and, and hoot and holler, that's great. Enjoy yourself. If you're more of a music freak, though, you really can't go wrong 
uh, with any of the early albums, you'll find one of your new favorite songs in a deep track you've never heard before. I mean, it's just all so good. The band is so good. Aretha's just mind-blowing. Some of her gospel stuff is the closest I've ever had to a religious experience as well. It's just amazing. Former CIA director John Brennan says President Trump's claims of no collusion are hogwash. In an op-ed in today's New York Times, Brennan is accusing Trump of revoking his security clearance yesterday because his campaign colluded with the Russians to sway the 2016 election and is now desperate to end the special counsel's investigation and silence anyone who would dare criticize him. Yeah, but the first part has nothing to do with John Brennan whatsoever. So why would revoking his uh, clearance somehow impede the Mueller investigation? That is ridiculous. And listen, the mainstream media points out all the time when Donald Trump makes a claim, quote-unquote, without proof. And that is frequently. And many of those claims are hilarious and ridiculous. (laughs) But Brennan's likewise. He offers no evidence to, 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 to support what he's claiming. The guy's He's hot. He's hot on the left. He's a hot partisan hack. He's trying to solidify his bona fides. God, he's become a cable news shouter. Yeah, and what's troubling to me, yeah. and maybe this is good. Maybe maybe it's good to, to wake up to this. Because these people used to always keep their politics to themselves. But now that we've heard from uh, high-level FBI people, high-level former CIA directors, NSA directors on these cable news channels, you realize they're every bit as biased and opinionated as your your Uncle Ed on Facebook sometimes. Mm. They just had much, much more power. I mean, it's it's shocking to me, hearing from uh, Clapper and Brennan and these various people, they get as far out there as any cable news pundit does sometimes, out there on a limb with their opinions. Right, right. Well, they're smart guys. It's their new gig. I just don't, I'm not going to give Brennan the, the hushed respect and gravitas that he deserves as the former director of the CIA, the, the career intelligence official, blah, blah, blah. No, he's got a different gig now. It reminds me of the uh, the actual conscience of the nation for decades way back in the day, Walter Cronkite. who uh, He was a liberal. Who, who, who kept his politics out of his newscast, according to everybody who worked with him. But when he was finally retired and unleashed, he was, he's like the very fringe of politics, the very fringiest fringe, mm. and and he, he you didn't know that all that time. It's so yeah, people have the, they're human beings. I guess is what I'm realizing. Don't let those big black glasses fool you. He was a damned hippie. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, turns out some types of oat cereals, oatmeal, granola, and snack bars contain higher levels of a chemical in Roundup than what the Environmental Working Group considers to be safe. Nah, the Roundup in the ca- the bar is not going to kill me. It's the dang sugar. Look at your healthy breakfast bar with the uh, the color wrapper that leads you to believe most wrappers are black. The color of <laughs> container for your breakfast bar that leads you to believe it's organic or something. They're so good with that. Sure. They get kind of the 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 you know, the off dark green or whatever. Right. And it just, just kind of makes your mind think healthy. Then you look at the back and it's exactly the same as a Snickers bar. Well, along with the deadly ingredient sugar, glyphosate, which some health experts have linked to cancer, has been found in 45 samples of food products made with conventionally <laughs> grown oats. 45 uh, or forty-five samples why there, were tested. Why is there Roundup in my breakfast bar? Because they sprayed the weeds for the oats and it ended the up in The oats just sucked it up. It could, that could be. It was uh, the, uh, it was the uh, fallout. 
Highest levels were detected in two samples of Quaker old-fashioned oats. Well, good news, nobody's eating that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Cheerios as well. They were found in Cheerios, a number of other... Uh, I eat Cheerios regularly. But Cheerio. A number of other uh, snacks. Monsanto's disputing the chemicals uh, linked to cancer. And if saying, you don't trust Monsanto, who do you trust? Glyphosate does not cause cancer, and that's um, and it has a more than 40-year history of safe use. Yeah. So there you go. I would like a different... Dividing line of does or does not cause cancer on what should be in the things that I eat. There's a lot of bad things that can happen to me before cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and not only that, I'm not asking the company that makes the stuff whether it causes cancer <laughs> because they're not going to say yes even if it does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. This thanks. thing you're eating going to give you cancer. <laughs> thanks for the tip. Want another one? <laughs> it's on sale. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting to get show, The Conscience of the Nation. Oh, squawky. Can we hang on to our freedom when we're all at each other's throats? It's a pretty good tune. You know what this song is about, they tell me? I never know what any song's about. I don't pay any attention. What's it about? I'm not sure I want to say. Okay. I can sing along this song a thousand times and never think for a second what it's about. It's about a young woman who, for the first time in her life, has a lover who makes her feel, quote-unquote, like a natural woman. Meaning? That's right. It's about orgasm, folks. Oh, really? It's an orgasm song? It is the greatest orgasm song of all time. <laughs> if you don't know what a song is about, like 40% chance, that's what it's about anyways. I Yeah, it's true. It's true. If you're not sure what a song's about, it's probably about sex on some level. And every single m- reference to rocking, rock me, rock you, please. I always thought this was about you know, I, she doesn't have to shave her armpits. That's one interpretation. You don't make me shave my legs or my pits. It's fantastic. You know, this is terrible. Um, yeah, they're coming for your balloons, people. Enjoy your balloons while you can. First They'll it was the straws. balloons when they pry it out of my cold cake icing smeared hands. And they caught a bad Al-Qaeda guy in California, if you haven't heard that story. Al-Qaeda, ISIS, yeah. I mean, sorry, ISIS. ISIS on the streets of Corruptifornia. Wow. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. in the Blues Brothers movie. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Aretha Franklin died today, so we're playing all Aretha Franklin music. We were wondering if there'll be a tweet from Trump about Aretha Franklin. He probably knew her at some point. Maybe she sang at one of his weddings or, you know, almost certainly they crossed paths. Wouldn't you think? Please about don't the right say age. anything inappropriate. Similar age. Well, sure. I don't, I don't think he would, but you don't. Very low IQ soul singer. <laughs> I just got a phone call from somebody locally. It's always amusing to me when I get a phone call from somebody that I know mm. while I'm on the air. Yeah. It's the, it's the only time of day you can guarantee that I'm not going to answer the phone. Maybe that's why they called. <laughs> that no. could be. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. Um, Pig Fighting Drones is the name of my new band. It's also in the news today. Maybe we'll hit you with that a little bit later. 
drones that are going to kill wild pigs that do $2 billion worth of damage to crops every year. Oh, man, i got to get back to the guy who invited me on a wild pig hunt. Pig fighting drones. Wow. Playing this Friday night. Doing all Aretha songs. It's a special tribute. I've heard your singer. That's not going to be good. <laughs> um, Came across this graph in the USA Today. Before I get to the latest Trump tweet, I don't want to talk about Donald Trump. I really don't. But he tweeted something I don't mention, I suppose. Oh, no. It's crack. Listen to this gra- uh, stat. Crawling around in a bathroom stall looking for the hit of cocaine you just dropped. Look at you. How many guns in America? 103. There are 120.5 firearms for every 100 residents. 120 plus guns for every 100 residents. Obviously, a lot of you don't have a single gun, but a lot of people, I've got three, mm. have, you know, although my wife and there I, that'd be... There are four be, people in your home. Do they count all human beings, or are they counting just adults? I don't know. Mm. Boy, so if they're counting all humans, even in my house, we have less guns than people. So yeah, there are a too. lot of people with a lot of guns. I have one for each hand. I figure anything beyond that is just collecting. Oh, you're going to be like Al Pacino up on the balcony? Hell Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come meet my little friend, or whatever he says. Uh, it's been a long time since I watched that movie. It's close enough. I'll watch that with the kids this weekend too. Right after I watch Deliverance, Wait, with watch their uh, Scarface. Sleepover. Yeah, with the friends' yeah. sleepover. I got you Deliverance and Scarface. <laughs> Beautiful. Two yeah. eight-year-olds and a nine-year-old. Uh, hey, you know what? They'll never forget it. No, they won't. They'll tell their parents about. It. They'll talk right. about it the rest of their lives. Right to therapists. <laughs> um, 120 firearms per 100 residents. Next after that, that's the most of anyone in the world. Of course, a lot of these countries you can't count. How are you going to count? In, is there any possible way you could count in Sudan, for instance? How Certainly many guns not. Are, but they said no. next on the list is Yemen. But hmm. I, I, I dismiss these these numbers as being. I'm not thinking you're getting an accurate count in Yemen. Do you think the U.S. number is accurate? I think that has to be pretty accurate. Um, you know, since most of us have registered guns and everything. But in Yemen, no. <laughs> You're not going to say how many AK-47s you've got underneath your, your hut. Five. No, wait a minute. Six. <laughs> sure. <laughs> going house to house. That's what they're doing. <laughs> they're coming for your balloons, people. Oh, boy. Um, that's the, the latest thing. I guess the... Uh, the I thought the, it was going to be plastic water bottles. The s- there needs to be a jihad against that. I try not to... Use, I refill. I, you know, I, but I produce a, an astounding number of them. Yeah. And I'm trying not to. It troubles oh. me how many plastic water bottles I throw away in our house. Not like the the refillable gym ones, but the, yeah, the single but, serving with yeah. the, you crack open there's, the seal on the top. There's yeah. no need for as many of those as we go through a week. We no. just, it's just laziness, um, of which i guilty. Um, it's pretty easy, pretty convenient. Yeah, I thought that would be next. I wonder if it's just that's just too hard. Too many hipsters do it. Well, and part of it is there is need, I don't know if need's the right word, but there's there's almost no need for the straws. There's almost zero need no. for straws. And right. then there's a lot of plastic and it's going to landfills and a, a turtle got one above his nose. But here's the next one, balloons. And it, <laughs> Well summarized. <laughs> balloons. We, the environmentalists have long hated the gazillions of balloons that are released at every event that ever happens. Mm. And they go somewhere and they pop and you got these little plastic things. My kids have water balloon fights all the time and picking them up off the lawn. They don't biodegrade forever. Right. And uh, so uh, at least one college football program, Clemson, it's it's pronounced with a P even though there's not one there. Ask anybody who's gone to the university. You're damn right, boy. At Clemson, they, uh, they, they're they not going to have their giant 
gazillion balloon launch for their first home game this year. Mm. They're going to, I don't know. I like when they do the doves. They're going to shoot spotted owls into the air. <laughs> with using straws t- up their noses. They're going to have a whale harpooning at the 50-yard line. <laughs> Similar, they'll use the T-shirt cannons to get them, uh, to get the, the owls up into in, into their flight sure, pattern. Sure, a, a dolphin hunt to get the fans oh, all excited. Oh God, too much. Oh hey, uh, word to word to the wise, uh, hip you to this. Uh, they're spotting blue whales in uh, Monterey Bay. They got blues. Yar. So go down to whale watching. Uh, whales amazing. that are the hue of blue or sad whales? No, no, no. The the largest animal on earth. The oh, I'm whale. a whale, ba-dum, ba-dum, <laughs> and I can't find no. What's that stuff? That Lady, they, oh, they get through their teeth. Uh, their teeth uh, plankton. I can't find no creel. Right. <laughs> that would have been good if I'd have thought of it. Um, suicide by plane had a famous one the other day. Three hundred and ninety-three people in the last four years have killed themselves by crashing their plane on purpose. Wow! It's relatively what? common. There was another one just the other day. Guy crashed a twin-engine Cessna into a into into it crashed it into his Utah home. Yeah, that's angry an at his one. wife and kids. But yeah, f- almost four hundred and four years, so roughly a hundred a year, people kill themselves usually in these small planes. They're just uh, not stolen and they're not recorded. Uh, talking to ground control. Yeah, but it's and it's they not, don't do loop the loops over uh, populated areas. Yeah, it's not completely uncommon. Uh, and this finally, Kelsey Grammer has. Uh, you remember him, Fraser Crane? Yeah, TV's Frasier. From 20 years ago. Uh, Kelsey Grammer tattooed his wife's name on his crotch to keep him from cheating at her request. He told Conan O'Brien. Now that's a request. Yeah. How to... Why would that stop... Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't understand. How would that stop you from cheating? Well, there's no, there's no way to overcome that unless you just dim the lights a little bit, Well, even, which often people do. Well, even without that, you meet Kelsey Grammer, you know he's married, he's got a wedding ring, he's pretty famously married, and you're right. having sex with him anyway because you don't care. Oh, you've got a tattoo of her name on your crotch. Okay, well, then I'm out. That wouldn't help, but, you know, I'd hate to be reading the name of my illicit lover's spouse, even as we fornicate, but... That's, that's, that's a terrible story. <laughs> You're supposed to be in the dark anyway. We all know that. Ask <laughs> ask ask any clergyman. It's supposed to be jet black. <laughs> ask any clergyman. Seeing genitals right. is not going to help you in any way. Will I? What's the matter with you? Um. Oh, you know what? Speaking of relationships, I have no idea what the female anatomy looks like. I've never looked. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can only guess. Oh, that's very healthy. You've remained pure and chaste. Uh, at some point, we need to talk, speaking of relationships, about the relationship between Kellyanne Conway and her husband, George, because George has emerged as he's, he's a, a in the circles. He runs a super famous lawyer. He graduated from Harvard at age 20, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Yeah. But he has become a a widely followed, persuasive, acerbic uh, commentator on Trump retweeter of really nasty tweets about the president, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he's anti-Trump, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so Kellyanne Conway, who will stretch anything into a support of Trump, even some of his really hard-to-defend things. Oh, that's her job. That's yeah. her job. Um, uh, her husband is a is a famous anti-Trumper. He's one of the president's most notable conservative critics. I always wonder he about He says he marriages. wishes he'd never introduced his wife to Trump in the first place. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we do need to talk more about that. So they caught an ISIS guy in California and a bad guy. This isn't just one of those ISIS wannabes who's right, kind of lost. Skull, right. He'd actually killed people. 
So stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.